Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Thomas Dorian. <laughs> Someone said I always say Thomas B. Dorian, so I'm not going to say it anymore. So I just said Thomas. Someone sa- once said that, huh? Yeah. All right. It was John Edwards. It's our buddy in the hey, Catholic John. Cafe. And he's like, you always say the same thing, man. So I was just trying to change it up a little bit. And then we have Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. Yes. <laughs> now, I didn't say it. Tom said it. I like it. So well, I'm, glad you. You, I'm glad you guys are both here. Thanks for having us. And you know what? This is a good time to be here. Mm. Right, so like, uh, well, you know what I mean by that. It's, you know, a lot of excitement Sam, here. Sam's like one who made some kind of. Mm. That was his contribution. Very good. You worked on oh, like a whole week on that one. Like, what am I going to say when Deacon Jeff says this? I'm going to go. Hmm. Anyway, I've got people tuning out right now. I got to get them back in. Yeah, focus, gotta, focus, focus. Straighten up, straighten up. So, like, it's Christ the King. That's the thing. That's what we're going to talk about today because. Um, here we are broadcasting, and this weekend is Christ, the King of the Universe. Of the Universe. That's, I mean, that's a pretty cool title. That is a big title. <laughs> you know, I, cool. I, I think that like they're, like they're just below that is some kind of WWF or whatever title, right? <laughs> yeah. King of the Universe. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, yes. you, nobody can touch that. <laughs> no. Right? And so so I want to talk about that because it's it's like, do we really know what that means? I mean, we, we say things all day long, right? I mean, we, we'll, we'll talk about things. We, we, we understand concepts. We, lo- we love to argue politics and sports. And, you know, we're like armchair quarterbacks about everything. We, we're just, we're brainiacs. You know, we're the smartest one in the room, always. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> but the point is, it's like we, 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 we bandy about topics and, and, and names and words and phrases. But sometimes I, I think, do we really understand what that means to be king of the universe so it's interesting i heard a priest give a homily once on this exact topic and he pointed actually to the acts of the apostles and the dream that saint peter had where, well, that was about making food clean right yes so this is king of the universe well what he said was he saw uh in that what the priest saw was the fact that christ's victory in his resurrection, his crucifixion, his resurrection, the fact that that would lead to all animals being declared clean meant that it was a pur- purification that didn't just apply to human beings, but it also applied even to the animals, and that implies to all of creation. He said, why would we stop there? It would apply to the whole cosmos. Wow, that is pretty impressive. That is. You know, and, and, and but now I will say that, you know, Peter, it took him a little while to catch that. Yes. Right, Peter didn't understand that was what was going on, because Peter had to have that dream three times, if I remember. That's more like me and Tom, right? We, we It takes a little while to get... Oh, yeah. To, for it to sink in. Me more in. so. Me more so. So, but yeah, Christ, King of the universe. I, I just, I wonder if people stop and think what that means to be king. Now, you know, the reality is we all live in our own little world and sometimes we all be have our own little palace. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're king of our little domain. We've got our... Kings you know, of our castles. Right. We're kings of our castles. We've got our own little throne, uh, you know, and it's like, this is like, I own it. Right. Right. And I think sometimes it's difficult for us to really to have another king, mm. right, than ourselves. And, and that can be a challenge. I mean, it's been a challenge for me in my past life. I, I know there are times where... I just, you know, we live in a culture where 
We vote with our wallets and with our feet. We decide what's what's right and what's wrong. I, I have every right to say this, to be this, to do this. And it's really led to some really divisive times that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Because people are unwilling to bend, to flinch, to to listen, right, to any other. We, we all want to be yeah, our own let, kings. Let alone bow down. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wow. You know, that's, that's powerful. To, there was an early uh, Eastern father that said, the devil has no knees. That's right. Mm. You know, and it's like you think about that for a second. He will not bow down. Mm-hmm. He refuses to bow down. But, but aren't we kind of like that sometimes when we crown ourselves king? Yeah. Right. right. So in some respects, I mean, I know we'll talk later, maybe talk about how we were baptized into the kingship of Christ. Yes. Right. So we essentially are kings in, in one sense. But like in a negative sense, we live in a culture where I think people just have decided I'm the king, and that this is my my way or the highway. It's my rules, and I'm going to live by my rules. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's kind of destructive? Well, I, I found myself uh, living in a way where I was giving into self deception quite often. I was really liking to uh, believe what I wanted to believe about this particular person or this particular situation, and I I caught myself in that through prayer. You know, God really helped me see that I had a, a weakness and a tendency towards self-deception that he wanted to correct and what god put on my heart was sam jesus is the way the truth and the life if you don't love the truth as it is even when it's ugly and it's hard to take then you're not really bowing down to jesus and that if we're going to really love christ and so for him to be king of the universe he's also the king of all reality and all that underpins reality every aspect of it and that there is a reality and it isn't it is one that exists outside our own thoughts whether we like it or not but sam i want to be king i want to be king (laughs) you know it's like i mean it's uh, literally i i i hear that and and i think so many of us have experienced and maybe even don't even realize it now see you you went to prayer right and you and the lord spoke to you in prayer i mean i think if if we have difficulty praying if we don't really pray well if we're not really open open and receptive to like the Lord at all, think about in our own lives, how are we receptive to him? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Right. How, do, how do we receive him? Because as many of us, we show up in church, we do the church thing, right? Mm-hmm. We're a member of uh, this fraternal organization or we're a member of that group. Uh, we we cook uh, you know barbecue butts you know at certain times a year and we sell them and we do we do all the different things and we'll show up and we're certainly there at mass we we own the nine o'clock that's my mass I'm going to that one that's when my family goes you know it's like we have all this ownership right that's my pew this is where I normally sit right and and there's this ownership that's involved how how are we allowed or how will we allow ourselves to have another king in our lives mm. right if we're if we're the king everything we do so all those And I'm not saying those activities are bad. Right. But if that's what we have decided what it means to be, you know, a loyal son of the church or a loyal daughter of the church, then we've, like, you you had said you had uh, fooled yourself into thinking, Mm -hmm. right? You maybe Mm -hmm. lulled yourself into some belief. uh, Maybe you said a delusion or something. Well, I I think I was, what I was doing is I was self-medicating from anxiety. I think I had a lot of fears. (laughs) And and my way of dealing with the fears was to stick my head in the sand and say, oh, well, that's not really a problem. Or that's just, uh, that's, you know, that's, as opposed to answering fear in the way that God calls us to, which is to step in, to name it and step into it alongside him. 
And you know, I you lack think, the courage to do that. You think about kings, and you and you think about like in history. You look at these these kings that you see on TV or whatever in these movies and these great stories and Camelot and all that kind of stuff. You see those kings, and there's a part that we love in being our own king, where we get to sit on this big high throne. And everyone comes and bows to us, and give at, at our every whim is answered, right? But in all of those, most of those movies, you'll see these kings, I mean, wielding swords, and they're riding out in front in battle. That's right. Right, and so to actually be a king, you've got to actually face the the stuff that you're putting your head in the sand and saying, "I don't want to do." Right. So there's a lot of delusion in this idea of of kingship, mm-hmm. and I think we have the bad idea about what a king is uh, in general. And I, of course, I'm I'm speaking about myself as well. I'm not accusing and pointing fingers at everybody else in the world. We know saying, who you're speaking about. I know. Well, I just want to make sure people understand. That it's like that Deacon Jeff is always talking about me. You know, and, and and I I want to make sure that we understand that like this is a it's a common human um tendency. I mean, we're fallen. That's right. And when we fall, we sort of fall inward or we fall into ourselves, right? Mm. Sin is in there, and that's where we we bring ourselves. So that makes that inward fall all the more devastating because it's all about us. Yeah. Right? So that's what it means as we think kingship is. So I want to I want to like move from that kind of kingship to like what is the good kind of kingship? Like what 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 is it that it means what does it mean to be to be a king? And so so to start that, we should take a break. Perfect. I mean, don't you think it's time to take Perfect. a break? I think Perfect. so. Yes. Yeah. We should take a break. Always leave them hanging. So the this the next part of the show is not going to be about selfish people like Tom and me and Sam. <laughs> it's going to it's going to be about you people out there listening. The the kings, right? And Absolutely. living in the, the kingship and and understanding that Christ is the king of the universe. So, before we do that though, I want to remind folks at home we got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Uh send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and share our posts and our materials, you know, so your friends can see uh, what you see in us. Awesome. Very good. So, with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Just imagine what it would have been like to sit at the feet of one of the twelve and hear the gospel proclaimed firsthand from someone who saw, touched, walked, and talked with the Lord Jesus himself. This is just what St. Polycarp did as a student of St. John, the last of the beloved apostles to die. St. Polycarp was Bishop of Smyrna and a very holy man. As a member of the second generation of church leaders, he faced many new challenges, challenges even the original 12 apostles did not face. There were many early heresies, challenges to the truth of Christ and the authority of the church. But above all, St. Polycarp was a man of God, and he faced these challenges head-on his entire life. He was a beacon of truth for the early church, the heretic Marcion, who taught error about the nature, existence, and relationship of good and evil, matter and spirit, challenged St. Polycarp, demanding he recognize his heretical sect. Recognize us, Polycarp, he demanded. St. Polycarp responded, I recognize you, yes, I recognize the son of Satan. St. Polycarp was to give his life in service to the church, just as his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A very early document, The Martyrdom of Polycarp, tells the heroic story of his death. When in his 80s, St. Polycarp was arrested, 
he was offered the opportunity to save his own life if he would simply swear his allegiance to Caesar. To this request, St. Polycarp answered, If you imagine that I will swear by Caesar, you do not know who I am. Let me tell you plainly, I am a Christian. It was ordered that St. Polycarp be burned at the stake. As the fire was lit, witnesses heard a long and beautiful prayer uttered from the mouth of the saint. In part, they heard, Lord God Almighty, I bless you for having made me worthy of this day and this hour. I bless you because I may have a part, along with the martyrs, in the chalice of your Christ. As St. Polycarp said amen, his captors stoked the fire. But it is reported that the fire did not burn him. It miraculously formed an arch around him, causing him to resemble what the martyrdom document says was gold and silver glowing in a furnace. They finally had to stab him to death. St. Polycarp's feast day is February 23rd. I'm Best Rozemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and we are talking with Sam and Tom about the kingship of Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes. King of the universe. And we love King of the Universe. And so we talked about like how we are all our own kings, and that usually doesn't put us in the right, a good place. No. Right? There's a lot of selfishness involved. Uh, and we tend to think that way, right? We vote with our wallets, and we vote with our feet, and we, Father's homily was too long, or, you know, I'm, it's, I'm angry about this, or that person, and whatever, and our, if we're going to fix our church, this is what needs to happen. And we all have great opinions, so saith we. Right, and so our own kingship sometimes gets us in trouble, and and I think a lot of times that really means that um, we don't understand what a true king is. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back to that part about we talked about like these great medieval kings that we see in the movies and the stories about how they would like lead into battle. Mm-hmm. Like so, so Sam, what are some attributes like of a of a real king? Like so, if we would say that Jesus is King of the Universe, I mean, did he show up in like this this armor and like with this big giant sword? And did he have nice, really a nice uh, big hat on? You know that we'd all look at and go like, "Well, that's a king right there." No, no, I mean, he came to us. Uh in the form of a slave, he came to us uh, in a manger in poverty, he... meek and humble, riding on an ass. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's not the king, is it? Well, it's it's an, it's a, it turns things upside down of what we consider kingship here in the world, right? And that's know? why I think we keep getting in trouble because we don't understand what a king is, and really, this idea that Jesus would essentially lay his life down for him for for us, right? He would, he would lay his life down for us. I mean, that he would give his all, that he'd pour himself into us. Now, that is what a king does. It's interesting what you're saying. It speaks directly to what uh, my spiritual director said to me early in uh, 2011, uh, uh, early October of 2011, when I really... Was it on a Tuesday? We don't care, Sam. (laughs) What did he say? (laughs) Sorry. It was shortly after my return to the faith. There you go. That's important. That's yes. And what he was saying is, Sam, all of us are baptized priest, prophet, and king. <laughs> but you, uh, each person has. There's sometimes going to be more of a prophet, more of a priest, or more of a of a king. Well, that we would see that uh, c- 
charisma or that or that charism or that or yes. that would that quality or whatever would would show itself more in some and, yes and so he said what you need to get to the bottom of is are you more of a priest a prophet or a king and what he said was i think that you should pray about whether you're more of a king and i was like okay what does that mean and he said the example i'm going to give you is mother Teresa. he said wow. that she had a kingly ministry her ministry was concerning the good of others hmm. And he's like, and so if that is what's an emphasized in your baptismal call, then your focus needs to be on looking after the good of others. And so wow. he... Don't that, change spiritual directors. I know. How beautiful is that? That's beautiful. That is really cool. So, like, when Tom, when you say you're the king, yeah, like, what, 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 what attribute are you more, priest, prophet, or a king? <laughs> Am I more priest, prophet, or king? Yeah. Yeah. Which one are you? I'm more king. You think you're more king? I think so. No, I think he's more prophetic. He's always you know, like he's he's like the bumper sticker man. He's always got this little thing. One liners. The one liners. They're good. Go. They're good. No, good. Thank I, you. I I think that's important, and I think this idea that of of kingship and it's um, pouring yourself out for yes. the other that is uh, something we don't like to do, and and that's one of the reasons why I think it's so hard for us to to view that um, you know that that part of kingship and what Jesus is kingship is because here's what's so neat tom you'd mentioned um in between the break you talked about like do we want to talk about like when the church celebrates this right i mean i think it's significant to note that essentially um lord jesus christ king of the universe this that this feast takes place it's the culmination of everything of all of the revelation of jesus christ Mm -hmm. i mean it's the last week of the liturgical year before we start a new year yeah Right, we like, start a like new an year. Exclamation point. Yeah, but it's like, look, everything that was revealed about Jesus, everything that Jesus did, every step that he took was walking towards King of the Universe. Yes. Right? right. So who he was, who he is, and continues to be in our lives is King of the Universe. Right? And and, and so if we'd say that's that's very Christ like of you, then you're saying then you're like a king. Right? And and, and if, if if our goal is to be like Jesus you need to be humble and whatever. It's like, that's right. That's great. That's like a king. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we wear that, what, you know, St. Paul would talk about, wear the crown, you know, that never fades or whatever. You know, when he's talking about what we're working towards is to be to be crowned with him. And what that means then is to also suffer with him. Yes. Right? To pour ourselves out with him, which is, it's not what the world thinks mm-hmm. kingship is, but it's what the world desperately needs is a king like that. And a lot of times what we think about in the world is that, oh, a king secures his rule through bloody conquest, forcing mm. his rule upon you. You're, you're accepting him as king because, my goodness, you don't have another choice because he's right. got an army and he's going to beat you down. And worldly kings might have done that in the past. Right. Once but, or twice. But, that's, but Jesus, on the other hand, he, in emptying himself out and coming to us as a slave, as a servant leader, he's modeling to us the disposition that we must have in order to truly receive his kingship and allow him, because he's not going to force himself on the throne of your heart. He's waiting for us to invite him because he's only wanting to work within the context of our freedom Mm -hmm. because he's wanting to bring us to life in love, which is related directly to our freedom. And there's a line actually in Proverbs that uh, relates specifically to this, um, where it says that a king's heart is channeled water in the hands of the Lord. Mm. 
And that had a big impact on me because when I saw that in Proverbs, I remembered what my spiritual director mm-hmm. was said. And, and so I, I said, oh, Lord, help me that my heart may be channeled water in your hands. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so that was a prayer of mine for a while just because that imagery was just so beautiful. But I think it also relates exactly to this notion here that he is asking us to freely give him ourselves over to his kingship and participate in his kingship which is a kingship of love but in order to get there we have to make ourselves available that our hearts may be channeled water in his hands speaking of channeled that is water perfect timing because it's like raining cats and dogs that? oh that's true king of the universe <laughs> that is so cool. using is like water ch- ch- <laughs> That is so cool. chiming in right Scaling now. Channeling water from heaven for That's us. right. And oh, I hope there's not like cool. a, link, a, a leak in that cafe. cafe that you know. Cool. So if we start getting drips of water, that's what's, <laughs> that's what's going on. Uh, you know, so here's the thing. That's so beautiful to understand this 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 whole concept. Now, you say it's it's free will. It is. And we have to accept that, and he's not going to force it on us like a king would. However, in in his kingliness, he's given us already that gift in our baptism. In other words, it's laid before us. It's 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 like, look, dude, all you have to do is it's all laid out for you. It's kind of like when Mama put her our clothes out on our bed. So it's, like, it's not not a lot of decisions to make. It's like, well, there's some clothes. They're clean, and it's like they match the garanimals. You know, they go together or whatever. I'm showing my age, but it's like, you know, G- Jesus gives us what we need, right? In our baptism, we've been given what we need to be priests, prophets, and kings. And we don't often think about that king part, do we? We don't. We love being prophetic, right, yep. Mr. Bumper Sticker? Exactly. Right? And, and, we, and we love being priests. Like, we're all so holy. We'll do all these holy things, and we like to pray and say we pray. But we don't often talk about being kings because we think that's kind of pompous to say, well, I'm the king. When really, it's like the lowliest guy in the room. It's the most humble guy in the room is the king of the universe. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesus. He showed himself that way, presented himself, and then at the same time, at the end, triumphantly you know taking his throne in heaven but still like it's like wait 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 wait, is that the king you know and and, and so we pattern our life after his it's not going to be uh, a life of grandeur and a life of um you know big money and wealth and fame you know sometimes good people find themselves in those areas but the reality is that's not where we find our strength that's not where we find our power and, and authority, right, in those earthly and worldly uh, mm-hmm. searchings. It's really in, in the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Amen. And, and if we live that life, now see, that, but that's the thing. As, as I, I guess I want to I kind of sort of rhetorically ask this question to everybody listening, and I'll ask you guys, but like, is Jesus really the Lord of your life? Stop and think about what you do in your life, how you do your life, how you organize your life, what, how you designate prayer time, how you set up how you're going to allow Jesus you know, into, the, into your life. We're gatekeepers. We're protectors. We're like, we'll build up these walls sometimes. And it's like we want everything done on our conditions in our time. And is that, does that mean that Jesus is the Lord of your life? And I, I would just question that. Because I've had many times in my life where I felt like I had everything under control. And those are the worst times. Oh, yeah. Because you find out you don't have it under control. Right? And as much as we, and we keep shielding and keeping Jesus out of our life. And so think about the things that are going on in your life. And you're, you could probably come up with one or two examples of things that, you, that, that are kind of miserable. Mm-hmm. 
That I mean, would not include Tom's hair. No, his hair is perfect. <laughs> he has kingly hair. That is, we that have is to have a crowd. Who needs a crowd? <laughs> but, but I would imagine everyone yes. listening, uh, except for Tom and his hair, I think everyone listening really is going to want to think like, well, I'm not a king because of this. And they'll list all these terrible things that are going on in their life. Right? right. And, and the reality is, I, I think what... What, what the scriptures would tell us, what the church would tell us, what Jesus himself would tell us, what St. Paul said over and over again is that those are actually signs of kingship. Yeah. Right? That brokenness, the fallenness, the, the, the problemness are these words I'm inventing, but the, mm-hmm. you know, all the negative stuff that happens in our life, when we accept those, when we accept the sufferings, when we take that on, mm. all right, we become kings. Wow. If that's what Jesus, I mean, that's what he demonstrated. Yeah. Right? That's not that's, easy to do. No, but that's beautiful. It really is. And, and when you were talking about the fact that God's made us priest, prophet, and king, have we really received that? It's funny you mentioned this because I once, I had a confession. and it, 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 Don't it, tell us what you said. No, but it okay. was a period where it had been months. And um, I was just not, one of the things was, I was just, I had gone from living my faith really well to, yeah, I was still going to church and stuff like that, but I was not going to confession. I wasn't really trying to grow right. in my faith yeah. for a stretch. And what I felt led to do is go in and say and confess as part of it in gratitude to the fact that I was like, Father, I've been made a priest, prophet, king. I've been giving according to Ephesians spiritual armor. According, I've been giving these uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit at confirmation, and right. I named all these things that I've got, and I, have, I was like, and I have not used any of them. <laughs> like, I've not used. Wow, you had it all there. I had it all there, and and I just said, there's ingratitude and uh, lack of receptivity on my part to those gifts, and I, I want to have that healed in this confession. So you did the confession, and see, like the rain that we're hearing still, the Lord, the King of the universe is, is, is you know, that's like all the angels, they're crying in joy. That <laughs> Sam went to confession after a long time. Now, this is in your past, obviously. Yes, yes. So uh, if, you're, if you're wondering, like, what God is calling you to do, what God is calling you to be, it's to be a king, mm-hmm. right? To lay your life down for others, to lay your life down for yourself, Right to, to 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 instead of falling into yourself when we fall into sin, is to actually just to leap outward, right in mm. kingship and just be bold and daring and go to confession and know that Jesus loves you and He's calling each of us uh, to be kings. I mean that's why we'd be baptized into His kingship, mm. right? And that it's not something to take lightly and say like, look, I don't feel like a king right now, you know. So let's all be kings. Let's celebrate the kingship of, of the kingship of Jesus, Lord, King of the universe, and let's all be kings. Amen. Yes. And let's turn to his mother, and she's going to help us in this process. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother, mother of God, God, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.